T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, one of the thing that stood out to me with the playoff games is there's a lot to react to as it relates to the Eagles. I mean, in no particular order, what stood out to me this weekend watching the games Number one, it was just a pleasure to watch NFL offensive football, you know, as it should be played. I mean, with efficiency yeah. and effectiveness. Now, when I say when I say pleasure, it's a pleasure and a displeasure at the same time. On one hand, it's pleasurable as a sports fan. On the other hand, it's displeasurable as an Eagles fan because it's like, well, where's that been for my football team? No, it was really cool to see design. Yeah, it was. And execution. Yeah. That was that was neat. T- you know, you got stuff over the middle of the field. You got tight end involvement all <laughs> over the place. All over the place. Yeah. I mean, pre-snap motion. Pre-snap motion. You got all that stems stuff. And, yeah. yeah. You also had, you had, you did have some really good quarterback play. Now, look, some of those quarterbacks messed up. I mean, in the end, Baker Mayfield messed up. Jordan Love had his mistakes. But that's what happens. But that is what happens. Yes. That is that's what happens. Football. That's football. That, that's, yeah. that's how it works. But you did And see- by the way, I thought it was really interesting. I didn't realize that Brock Purdy had this I don't issue, this issue with wet football. Weather. He really struggled. It looked really bad. I mean, so significantly worse than I would have expected. I agree with that. His hands must really be little. They said uh, they're tiny. Yes. The ability to throw a wet football not something he can do. Fortunately for him, it rains like two days a year out there. You know what it's time but, to do? It's time to deflate that ball. It, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go yeah. to the phones. I mean, what stood out to you from the weekend of playoff games? Linebacker play, I'm sure did. San Francisco, Baltimore, and others. I mean, real linebackers. Great quarterback play. Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen until the end. Um, You know, even the guys that, frankly, are not great and will never be great, guys like Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff, I thought really acquitted themselves very well. I mean, there was a lot going on this weekend. And one one of the other things, I'll just say this and then write to the phones, and this is an aggravating reality to me that stood out, not just yesterday, but going back to the first round of the playoffs, the NFC was wide open. I mean, San Francisco was truly vulnerable. Should have lost. Dallas already did lose. Detroit, credit to them, but come on, they're not great. Tampa Bay was incredibly mediocre. I mean, if the Eagles had just, if the Eagles had just been 85% of their team from last year instead of 40% of their team from last year by the end of the year, you know, the Eagles might still be ticking, and they might be ready to win a game. I mean, we don't even know if Debo Samuel's going to play next round. I mean, I don't know. We'll he'll see. Play. You think so? I don't know, yeah. man. He, he the pads off, man. His shoulder. He'll, you all, John, all right, Seltzer, this it's guy. It's the NFC can you tell, champion. Can you tell always Richard, does this dude. every time. Remember Reed Blankenship. This just happened yeah. with our game. Up, it's right. a groin. And, he'll play. And John tells me it's the NFC championship game. Well, last game was the NFC divisional round, and his team was on the ropes and he didn't play. Mm. Well, you're he should have. <laughs> Debo should play. How's that? Oh, my that? God. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's get to Drew in Westchester. It's 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia as we broadcast from the Tasty Cake studio. We'll also talk to Elliot Shore Parks later this hour. Good morning, Drew. Morning, folks. So I uh, got some thoughts on the Santa Laquito article, but I'll just say my reaction to this weekend, and I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek, but I'm also serious, is that Jake Elliott's awesome like it wasn't just the Packers and the Bills every team that lost this weekend missed the key field goal and I'm just like shocked at how bad some of the kicking was and it just really makes you appreciate we got we got a ton of problems look Jake's right now, Jake's it does a stud. Make you appreciate what Jake does for us look the, the the best Eagles this year in no particular order were A.J. Brown Kelsey Jake Elliott I mean I guess Lane Johnson but like Jake Elliott's in my top five, easily in my top five this year, for he did his job. Oh, yeah, I think he's, I think he's the MVP of the team, for, uh, for sure, which is a little True. bad. Um, 
But in terms of the so in terms of the Santa Liquido um, article, when you combine that with what some other players said last week endorsing Nick, I, I think there's a real chance that it was Jalen who lost the locker room more so than Sirianni. I, I was saying this to a I was saying this to a friend uh, yesterday. I think like the on the field play stuff is fixable, but one thing I think Jalen needs to work on is. I'm not sure if he knows how to communicate with people who maybe aren't as focused and driven as he is. You know, you got, you're going to have some people who hate losing as much as he does. And you're going to have some other players in the locker room who like they're, you know, just trying to like get like generational wealth for their families. And your job as the quarterback is to like bring both of those groups along. And yeah, I just, I think there's, I think there's a real chance that he, that people, you know, stop believing in him late in the season in that locker room. I think that's possible. And by the way, Drew, it could be on two different levels. Him, the guy, relatability wise, all that sort of stuff, but also him, the player, just as it relates to once teams defended him differently, did he have the counterpunch to do things differently? I don't know. Well, I mean, no, we, we saw it. I, but did it he not have it or did they not call it? Two different things. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's where it gets complicated. Did Sirianni not know how to call, you know, proper design of plays? Or was he coaching around what he perceives as hurts his weaknesses? And if so, did the players resent that about Jalen? Maybe. Drew, give me a great answer for the best performance this century in a movie. You can win Green Day tickets. You got it. I feel like there's a popular answer on the show. I'm going to double down on it. Uh, Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, she was really good. That, that's a really Excellent. good. That's a really really good answer. There's no doubt about that. The players would perceive if this were dumbed down for the quarterback's benefit. It would certainly be something they would notice. I don't think that's as I don't know easy to recognized for everyone else uh, like it's hard for us to tell well, it's impossible to know you right. can't you can't know until we get more information and i can't imagine this will ever be forthright like this this should not be put out there uh what the heck happened listen we're not going to know when it are all we going to but... find out who is calling plays well. for this offense doesn't that stuff matter like when jeffrey lurie's talking to nick sirianni and and asking him these questions is he getting answers that he feels like he can do something with? Like, when was the last time you got an answer from Nick Sirianni that you really understood? So you and I look at that differently. Um, I think he can talk circles for days in these meetings with Jeffrey Lurie and say nothing. No, I disagree with you. So I, I, here's And the, I hope that Jeffrey recognizes that and says, okay, see ya. No, I, I see it very differently than you on that. Number one, I think Sirianni is a much better public communicator than you think, and, and certainly that he was in year one. That's how I hear it. Press conferences well, and interviews with us. Year one, I yeah. agree with that. Number two, I just think that you get a little bogged down in the misdirection Sirianni intentionally puts out publicly to not give you the facts. I mean, case in point, that ridiculous play at the end of the Seattle game. I mean, Sirianni fell on the sword mm-hmm. publicly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had that ridiculous explanation of we're trying to get a pass interference. All he was doing in answering that question is covering for the quarterback, which, by the way, is very admirable. I mean, there's probably a lot of guys in that locker room and the general manager and the head and the owner that probably appreciated the Sirianni answered that question that way. Like you didn't appreciate it. You're like, this is dumb until you kind of were like, yeah, he's probably covering. But my point is like that could engender belief in Sirianni as a leader. And the guys could look at Jalen and be like, dude, you're letting the coach look like a boob out there. Well, Jalen and AJ, I mean, and they AJ. both left. That's dangle. That's right. For three and weeks. We're, you know, told You're right. Joe Santa Liquido says that, that AJ is sort of the representative for Jalen uh, with the rest of the team. Well, sort of the, hey, go through AJ. And, and another notable thing, Rhea, which article was it that has the, the reference to Brian Johnson and Jalen not being? Oh, that was Ralph uh, Vacciano and Fox Sports. On the same page as much anymore. Yeah, we're not on the same page in that late in the season he was audibling and um, yeah. and freelancing because he didn't trust the system. And we've we've heard reports that, Reports slash speculation, let's call it, that Jalen and AJ aren't on the same page as much as they used to be. So, you know, Laurie and Howie might be looking at this and saying, I, I kind of think maybe I should fire the head coach, but but maybe it's more of a quarterback problem. Let's get to Derek and Paoli. 
Derek, what do you make all this, man? You know what? I, I want to ask uh, John a question, but with the thing you're talking about, I feel like these reports, man, it's like these writers write stuff, you know, based off of what they think. And then a lot of us kind of feel that way. And then that kind of like leads way for it to be cemented that that's the problem. I just don't. Well, there's some, there's, let me just say this. Some of it. There's some of that, but there's also some true reporting where they talk to people and then they get you quotes. And by the way, they dig in and get you facts. Like that fact that was in Tim McManus's article last week, that Jalen threw the ball between the hash marks 5.2% of the times this year he threw the football. I mean, that's a, it's a fact and it's an alarming fact. I mean, it's, it's not the most massive part of the field, but it's the middle of the field, and it's only 5% of the time. I mean, that's preposterously low to the point where it was literally the lowest of any starting quarterback this year. That's, that's a problem. And Listen, I think there's some that. other stuff that goes into that, too. Like, if you're running – we used to have a play called 24-wide bingo cross mm-hmm. where you, you, you got bingo meant backs inside and go you got split backs they're both going through the line of scrimmage and then they're crossing as they you know cross yep. one another yep. to basically try to pick you know it's mm-hmm. it's a pick concept that's that's the play that's something that has been run for a long time it'll keep being sure. run that is a, a just a, a normal like go to run of the mill day one installation play right that, but you uh, know my point, John. It, it did look like the Eagles' offense was simplistic. I mean, we just know that. We saw that. And it did not feel like the Eagles, Derek, were attack. whether it's Hurts or Sirianni or Brian Johnson, they weren't John attacking in, in, multi, in enough ways. Go ahead. Yes, that's true. So, yes. so John, ahead. this is my question for you. When they fired or demoted Sean Desai, because I, I know you've been in the locker room, like what type of friction do you think that would cause – between the team, because I just always felt like our defense was a little bit shaky, but they weren't the reason why we lost a couple games. You know what I'm saying? After we fired the side, our defense looked a whole lot worse. So how do you think the division of that locker room became once they fired them? Good question. I, I think the guys were very aware that Sean Desai was not the problem. I, I, they, they're up on top of everything. They're watching every snap of every practice, and they, they understand what's going on. Behind the scenes, this was a bad decision by the front office, by the organization, and it cut Nick Sirianni's nose off despite his face, making him look weaker, and it betrayed the the players' trust as well. Reuben Frank wrote something this weekend about that decision. Fascinating what he wrote. We'll get to that coming up, plus Elliot Shore Parks at 8.30 today. Phone calls on all these topics, including – as we have today's Twitter poll question of the day brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. After you visit the Philly Auto Show, visit Armin Chevrolet for a great deal on a new or pre-owned Chevrolet. Together, let's drive ArminChevy.com. Today's question, if the Eagles are, in fact, keeping Nick Sirianni, and we don't know that it's a done deal, but if they are, what's your reaction? A, don't like it. B, like it. You can vote on that and more and certainly weigh in on the phone lines. Show to Cameron John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, with all these uh, NFL playoffs going on, obviously, if you've been on the sidelines, well, you still have the chance to get in on the action with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers can bet this upcoming Sunday's conference championship games. We're down to four teams. We're down to three games, two of which will be played this upcoming weekend. New customers can bet this weekend's conference championship games with a $5 bet, getting you $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. It's a spectacular opportunity, unique to FanDuel Sportsbook, and, of course, your chance to uh, score a W and score a bunch of bucks with FanDuel Sportsbook. So many ways to win, so many games, uh, opportunities to bet on. Find the bet or bets that works for you and lock in at FanDuel.com hammer. The website, FanDuel.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, well, it's a uh, Monday morning. How good it is? Well, it's in the eye of the beholder. I know from an Eagles standpoint, I'm still in a bad mood. And it was getting a little better. And then I saw how wide open the NFC actually was and how San Francisco almost lost. And I thought, oh, man. John, if my football team, if our football team could have put anything together, they could have done it. But, of course, with the defense they had, it was a disaster. With the way the offense was playing, it was a disaster. I mean, I am convinced if the Eagles played – I am convinced if they just relined it up and the Eagles played – the five worst teams in pro football, the Eagles might go two and three. Yeah. I really mean that. They're that bad. They became that bad. Did you ever they think became watching that the game last night that the Eagles beat both of those teams? Yep. The Bills and the Chiefs. That's incredible. Back-to-back weeks, yeah, no less. Back to, yeah, within the span of like eight days, I went. That's amazing. Like at halftime, it, it Six hit days, because it was a it Monday was, night yeah, or no right, Sunday. So. That's <laughs> that wild. was even more depressing. No, that is bad. That is bad. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you can react to the fact that Sirianni still has a gig, and whether you think it's deserved or not, what do you make? Is I mean, is he going to be gone in two or three days, or is this it? You know, are we within 24, 48 hours of a Adam Schefter true report that he is staying, which we haven't gotten yet from anybody. The closest we've gotten was, and, and again, this is not a, a, to the finish line, but Schefter on Saturday said this. Meetings continue to go on between the Eagles and their head coach, but they lost on Monday night. He's still the head coach now. And so the signs continue to point to Nick Sirianni returning, nothing official, conversations ongoing. There are expected to be changes on the defensive side of the football. But right now, Nick Sirianni still has a job, and it's trending to staying that now, way. Now, to be fair, there is a chance that, you know, he'll, he'll get clipped in the next day or two or three by Lurie and – and, and him not getting fired Saturday or Sunday is a byproduct of, one, Lurie wanted to deliberate, but two, that the NFL doesn't like announcements of the biggest nature, like head coach guy, out. They don't like that on the Saturday and Sunday when NFL playoff games are going on and the league wants to focus to be on the games. So could he get fired today? Yeah, he could get fired today. He could. I mean, it's certainly possible. And by the way, him being allowed to fire Desai does not mean it's, de- it's definite that Sirianni stays. I mean, Take this point for what it's worth. If the Eagles know they're moving on from Desai, it's only appropriate to do it as soon as possible so a guy like Desai has a chance to land elsewhere. While coordinators are being banded about in all these different towns, I mean, you don't, and that includes Patricia, and the, I mean, all these guys. Like, it's, it's dirty pool to hold on to a guy for three weeks and then fire him. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that's bad business. Yeah. So, I, look, I don't know. Make of it what you will. But it's it's man, there's a lot of bad business going on there's, anyway. There's I mean, the a front lot, office right. made it bad business and impossible for Nick Sirianni to uh, to be respected properly by this team in my mind. The way that they dealt with Desai. The way that they, you know. Well, let me let me speaking of Desai, was let me, it really that secret? Let me read you something. So Ruben Frank wrote something and then we'll get right to the calls, but Rube wrote something a couple days ago I found fascinating. And it's about the Desai thing. And, uh, and, 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 and this was, this was some, some really good content with Rubens, you know, as he always has, the, you know, the 10 observations on the Eagles on, on uh, you know, NBCSportsPhilly.com. Here's what he wrote. He wrote, changing defensive coordinators after the Cowboys game will go down in history as one of the greatest mistakes in franchise history. Now, maybe it's an overstatement. Maybe it's not. Make of it what you will. He goes on to say this. Think about this. Going into the Bills game, the Eagles had held four playoff teams to 17 or fewer points. They beat the Bucs 25-11, the Rams 23-14, the Dolphins 31-17, and the Chiefs 21-17. 
all were top 10 offenses except Tampa Bay. Through week 11, no other NFL team had won four games holding playoff teams to 17 points or fewer. The defense wasn't perfect, but there was a lot to like. The Eagles were ranked 12th in the NFL in overall defense, allowing a respectable 21 points per game. He then goes on to say, um, he says, uh, I'm skipping down here because there's a lot in here, but he says the defense had done some good things throughout the season, but the change made things so much worse in two ways. One, first of all, just changing from one system and one philosophy and one set of terminology to another midstream is virtually impossible, even if the new coach is a genius. And he talks a lot about that. Then he says, two, he says, compounding the change was just the simple fact that Patricia had no answers. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to George right now. George, you're on WIP. Georgie. George, I got Richie shaking his head there. I just can't believe how crazy (laughs) it is. I can't believe how crazy it is, George and Joe, to one week line up and and say, all right, you know, our plays, the way we'll call them, it'll be 929 waggle. And then the very next week, you're talking to the same guys, and you're going to call the play – Far double wing right, F left. Well, to be fair, we don't know that that happened. You don't know. X post. No, what, what I'm saying is that. they're using different vernacular. They if, tried to they, they tried are. to keep it close. But it's it's a different guy calling the plays. I know it's not rocket science where you can do so many different Look, players things came out, out and said they were confused. I mean, they player, were confused. And it said looked that. it. It did look it. It did look it. And and then couldn't you fix it at that point? Like you could have stripped things down and, and said, okay, wow, the, the way we went, way too much, way over the top. That was overload for these guys. We can tell by the way they're playing. We can be sensible with it. We're going to pull back. Look, I think we're going to go lo- back to what worked better yeah. early. Like they could have pulled out of this nosedive so many different times just with some common sense. I think they lost the locker room in a lot of ways. I think Hertz lost parts of it. I think Sirianni lost parts. But of it. it was just so I much think- dumb, so much brokenness, I know. and 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 there were opportunities to salvage things. And what you're suggesting now by keeping this coach around as long as like he's still here, he's still possibly going to be our coach that troubles me so much he doesn't have solutions in my mind i i believe the solutions what if what if what if what if he didn't want arrived at by his assistance what if you want to keep hiring a guy do you want a guy on staff as your head coach that needs to be augmented by assistance to be great what if he chose to sigh and they howie and lori fired to sigh demoted him I mean, that's a compelling argument, John. All right, George, right. George, go ahead, buddy. Hello? Hello! Right. Yeah, go ahead, hey, George. I got a bone to pick with you. You're killing me, my man. You you sitting here and, and making a, a case against Jalen Hurts. You want him fired in two years anyway. You've cherry-picked from, from, from well, my— you're mixing, you're mixing terms here. You're saying I want Hurts fired or not to be the quarterback? Yeah, you want him fired, not to be the quarterback. Not true, you, not true. You get there, and you cherry-pick from a man— Friday, you cherry pick from his from his, from his from his interview Friday. You cherry pick from this other guy today. You know what I mean? I, do, I don't. Guys. I don't. Hold on, George, 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 George. Take a breath for a second. I actually don't know what you mean. Cherry pick for who Friday? You, 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 you. My, my man said that he thought that the only reason that that Bill first that uh, that, 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 that Bill that, that Bill Belichick would take the job is because of Bill Hurts. You never played that again. You never played that again. Then you cherry-pick from this guy today. You cherry-pick from this guy today. You got the worst defense in football. You got the Defense worst was a disaster, and I've, ta- I've talked about that repeatedly today. I've talked about that. You want to make it a Jalen Hurts um, problem. You have the worst defense in football, and you want to make a Jalen Hurts problem. Well, listen, George, I think you're looking at it a little myopically, but that's okay. Give me an answer here. You I don't can... know what that means. Tell me what that means. It, it means you're looking at it through a a a, a, a small. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the guy's killing me here. He just doesn't stop. He just. It means you're looking at. I don't know the exact definition, but through a narrow lens. Listen, the defense is absolutely a part of this. I mean, I have made the case today. It is entirely. And yes, I do pin a lot of this on Jalen Hurts. I don't run from that. Of course, I do. But I've also made a strong case, or at least a case. You can determine how strong it is. I've made a case that perhaps the reason Sirianni's still here is because Lurie and Howie view it as a Jalen problem more than a Sirianni problem, that Howie and Lurie know that Howie's picks on the defense were at 
fiasco. Fiasco. Horrible defensive personnel. And then if, in fact, those two guys were responsible for first hiring Patricia and then inserting him late in the season into the defensive coordinator chair, I mean, that's a compelling case for Sirianni to look at Lurie last Friday and say, yo, Holmes, I don't normally call you Holmes. You got a billion and I don't, but, like, you're going to can me? You're going to can me? Yeah, when I you swallowed got, when my you... pride <laughs> I, 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 and took that. I took when that. you asked me to do that. And now, I, and now, said nothing. now I'm out? Yeah. You kidding me? So, I mean, it's a – so my point uh, to the last caller is, yes, Jalen's part of this, but in no way am I saying he's the only part of it, and it's obviously a complicated matter. By the way, Elliot coming up in just a couple minutes. James, i got to ask you a question because speaking of the weekend, you know, we haven't talked a ton of Phillies lately, but Josh Hader got $95 million to pitch, you know, not for the Phillies. He sure did. So how do we feel about that as it relates to the Phillies? I didn't want to give Josh Hader, Hader five years $95 million. Okay. So you're good. You're good. I'm good with it, yeah. I'm good with it. I, would I have taken Josh they Hader, sir? Can I ask this question? Other than Aaron Nola, are they going to sign? <laughs> I know. Man. You know, Trust like anyone? anybody? I'm right there with you. Yes, they will. But I mean, John, I, it's, I Gen- it's January 22nd. Mm-hmm. Now, I know the baseball free agency thing moves, you know, slow. I, I get it. But it's January 22nd. James, have they signed anybody else? No, just Aaron Nola. That's what I thought. Okay, you're right, you're right, Because, right. Phils, I need you, man. Like, I need you. I need you. Big ya. time, buddy. I mean, I know. I was watching 2022 playoff highlights this weekend. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I really was. I, I was be- like, I need a pick-me-up. I that was fun. The Gene it. Hop was great. Who's Gene Hop? Gene Segura, Gene Segura. the hop down the first baseline oh, 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 when the he gets Gene the hop. hit, when he yeah, does yeah. that little hop. Oh, you were saying there. 2020. I thought you were saying 23. 22. 2022. Yeah, I yeah. know oh, the Gene Hop was great. It was great. By the way, one other thing on the Phils in baseball, and then we'll get to Elliot. So, Reese Hoskins. Like, what's up? January 22nd. Is he Is he not? James, gut feeling. Is he not getting that three-year, $45 million contract from somebody that we thought he might? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's that. And I just think the market is slow in general. You know, there are still a lot of guys out there. So, all right, let me frame it another way. Do you see Reese Hoskins – as a greater possibility for the Phillies in 2024 now than you did on November 15th. Sure. Yeah. Because he's still because he's available. Yep. And they haven't done anything else. Yep. And it may come down to play Rojas in center and Martian left and, and Schwarber to DH and, and Hoskins has no spot or – it could be with Bryce playing first. It could be Schwarber and left and Hoskins DH. Schwarber and left, Martian center, and Hoskins DH. Listen, this is a decision they got to make, and something we'll get into more in a future show. But it really could come down to: Would you rather saddle up with Rojas or Hoskins? Now, of course, there's also door number three, which is you get to sign any other baseball free agent and play him in the outfield. Rojas to the minor leagues and Reese Hoskins to a different team. There's three different options there. But I will tell you this. I am now starting to come more into the thought process that, especially if Reese – because, look, if Reese was getting the big offer he wanted, probably would have taken it elsewhere. Like, maybe this becomes a one-year prove-it deal for Reese Hoskins. Stay here. They let Rojas develop in the minors, and Reese tries to hit free agency next year after he reestablishes back on a good knee, and away you go. I mean, that is possible. All right, let's talk to our next – and by the way, I mean, I kind of would like to have Reese back, even though I was at the end of the year like, eh, he's got to go. Give me defense, give me I base running. I can't take a step back defensively. If, I know. If he's coming back I know. and going to play defense while back. Right. Well, he won't, but Schwarber would have to play defense. Then, yeah, same. If, <laughs> if the same. equation means that with he John, or same. Schwarber <laughs> has to play defense, then I can't do that. I kind of like that better than that, that Rojas, though. Let's go out there and bat, you know, like a 100. My God, I'm confident that My Rojas God. has. No, he can. He'll be. He'll it be better. Takes at the to improve. He's exactly. All right. Our next guest is never challenged. Covers the Eagles. Does a spectacular job for us covering Eagles football. Elliot Shore Parks brought to us brought to us by Colonial Hyundai. Today is the best day to buy a new car at Colonial Hyundai. Six thousand five hundred dollars for your trade, guaranteed, with rates as low as zero percent. Shop them online, twenty four seven at Colonial Hyundai. Dot com. Our guy, Elliot Sherparks. Good morning, Elliot. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Quite a bit, man. Well, first off, i got to give you credit. Not that it's a done deal. Not that you can uh, 
slam uh, dunk the ball knowing that it's a guaranteed two, but you called from the outset of this offseason that Sirianni might not be going anywhere when a lot of people thought he would be, when most people thought he should be. It's now Monday morning. He's still the head coach of the Eagles. What do you make of Sirianni surviving the weekend as the Eagles head coach? Do you think he's here to stay? Yeah, so I, I do think Sirianni will remain the head coach. You know, uh, I'm certainly not going to take a victory lap on it just yet uh, or at all. But, I, I mean, look, today is a big day. I think if he survives today and there's still no news, and I think you can pretty much move ahead, you know, with as, as him as head coach. And it sounds like that's how they're operating. I mean, you know, he was the one that fired Sean Desai. He's the one that's calling, along with Howie Roseman, prospective candidates to bring on to the staff. And Elliot, that was that, is, did that feel a little stilted, though, like – even the way you said it, he was the one who fired Sean Desai. Does how did that whole situation work out? Do we have any more information on that? In terms of what? Just the way it went down. That 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 feels stilted, don't you think? That he well, um, I mean, I, I mean, he's the head coach, so know. you know, I I think in general, when people are fired, it's by their superior. <laughs> like I, 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 you know, I, I yes. think that that it makes with sense H, with HR, I need I need HR in that meeting. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I but get it. but look, I I I do think that you know if he does survive, and I think he and, he, and I think he will. Like I think it's an admission to a certain extent by the team, like he wasn't the main problem. That's that's not to say that he had a great year. Nobody had a great year with how that how that season ended. But the defense was a major problem. Jalen was a problem. Like, Nick has his flaws for sure, but I, I don't think he's in, like, the top three reasons of why the season collapsed. So what would be your top three? So I would go – Put, him, put, him, in, put think, him in order if you can. All right, so number one, I think the reason the season collapsed would be to switch a defensive coordinator. I, I think that, look, Jalen didn't play well enough, but if you kept Sean Desai, you probably beat the Cardinals. And then even just that win alone, right, maybe you beat the Seahawks. So the defense wasn't terrible in that game. But if you just win that Cardinals game, like, you might be playing this uh, this past weekend. So I think that that would probably be number one. Number two is Jalen. Jalen regressed this year. Jalen did not play to the level that they expected he was going to. Uh, and I think that was a major part of it. And then number three, I do think that, like, how he missed on almost all the free agency signs. I mean, I, you know, he took chances on Moreau. He took, we don't even talk about Justin Evans. Justin Evans was supposed to be the week one starter for this team, and he, and he was, right? But he was an injury-prone guy that, that barely played this season. Penny was a miss. I mean, Howie had a rough offseason. So I think those are the three reasons I would, before I would go to, like, play calling or anything like that. Elliot, Elliot Jalen's regression, why did he regress, and is it fixable by this current staff? So I, I think he, he regret. I do think it's fixable. Number one, I, I think that if you look at Jalen, like we think about quarterback progression as, as like linear. And I think that in some cases it can be, but ultimately a lot of the great quarterbacks, like they do have, a, they have down years. And, and I Josh Allen's a, an example for what oh, it's worth. Yeah, he had sure. down moments yeah, I mean, look, with Lamar it, too. Lamar, Lamar as well. Jackson. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. Like, so, so I, I think just because Jalen had a down year this year does not mean he's like a, for a forever problem. I think he can improve. So I think a couple of things. One, I don't think he was as quick getting rid of the ball this year. Maybe that's because he wanted to make big plays because that's how he had success last year. Maybe that's part of it. Uh, I think Elliot, he, he was 42nd, 42nd in yeah. the NFL in terms of getting rid of the football time-wise. And, and that's why I look like this team, this coaching staff does believe in big plays and that it is certainly coached into him to an extent. But at the same time, we talk about, like, why does this team not throw the ball over the middle? Why does this team not do short, quick passes? I don't think Jalen likes to do that. Like, I, you know, all the stories we've heard about Jalen checking into plays, they're almost all deep passes. So I think part of it is Jalen probably went deep with the ball a little too much in terms of his, his regression. But I think physically, like, he dealt with the leg injuries. That impacts him as a runner. I think that was part of it as well. And then on top of that, I just think a lot has changed in this guy's life over the last year. He got the $250 million contract. He becomes the face of, like, a few major big brands. I, I just think maybe an offseason that's a little more normal than last offseason will do him some good, like, heading into next year. So, Elliot, it's all great in theory, for sure. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think gut feeling, head coach and quarterback, have a disconnect that could be difficult to overcome? So I, I look at the decision to bring back Sirianni as like high reward and high risk, 
I, and, and I'll say it in, to, in regard to that question in this way. I think there's a chance next year the Eagles pick up where they left off for the most part. They get out to, you know, eight and two, whatever. Like, I think they can go right back to winning. I think that they did get in a rut and it was hard to get out of it. But the risk of bringing Sirianni back is there's a shot that this is just broken and that Jalen and Nick can't do it. Jalen and Brian can't do it. The trio can't do it. And if that's what they decide to bring back, like there is a very high risk in that as well. So, you know, can this coaching staff fix Jalen? Can this trio win together? I think it's smart to, to bet on that they can because the sample size is way bigger of them having success. But there's no question that, like, there would be a freshness of just bringing in a new staff and, and just kind of rebuilding this thing as opposed to carrying the baggage from this year and into next year. Are they – Nick is trying to help find the new D.C. and O.C.? Is that your understanding of how this whole dynamic is working, Elliot? Yeah. Yeah, I, and look, Doug did that too back yeah. back in 2020. But the difference is Doug mostly just wanted to promote from within the building. Like a lot of his suggestions were already on the staff. It does seem Nick is is much more willing and is, is going outside of the building to think of ideas. And I, I think that if Doug would have been willing to do that in 2020 or at least been willing to, you know, maybe give Lurie and Howie more say on who the staff was, that he, he probably would have remained the coach into 2021. I don't think Lurie went into that offseason wanting to fire Doug. Just like Lurie did not go into this offseason, I don't think, wanting to fire Nick. If, if Lurie was so disgusted by how the season ended, Nick would be gone because it wouldn't matter who the staff is. So I think Nick's willingness to look outside the building uh, has, has played a big role in the fact that it looks like he's going to keep his job. Elliot, when you reflect back on it, did Sean Desai get an all-time raw deal? Like, not once but twice, like, or even three times. Once Patricia gets hired, so he's lurking on him. Two, Desai gets demoted. Three this weekend, Desai gets fired. Is is that an all time raw deal? Look, he certainly got a raw deal. Uh, I think that clearly the decision to go to Patricia was a mistake. I thought from the first day they hired Patricia, it was a mistake to bring him in the building. I didn't like that uh, either. I didn't like that. And, and look, it, it proved to be a disastrous hire because him being there, I think probably didn't help in terms of the pressure on Desai. Then they they felt they could go to him. He was a disaster once they put him in that position of power. The only thing I will say in, in defense of the Eagles a little bit is they do have more information than we do uh, on Desai. So if like players maybe don't believe in the coach or they don't feel he's yeah. doing internally a job like running meetings and those type of things, like yeah, like then you maybe do have to make a move. But at the end of the day, you believed in the guy enough to make him the coordinator. To get rid of him after 11 games, it was clearly uh, a bad move by the team. Elliot Sherparks here with us on WIP. All right, Elliot, let's get to the four games that happened over the weekend. And – your, your one or two biggest takeaways yeah. as it relates to the Eagles, I'm sure it's going to overlap with some of the stuff we've already discussed, but what stood out to you from an Eagles perspective? Well, the first would be that of the four teams that played yesterday, the Eagles beat three of them in the regular season, right? Like you, you watch that Chiefs and Bills game last night, and you sit there and go, man, how could the Eagles ever beat teams like this? They did. They beat both of those teams. And it felt a lot like in 2021 when after the Eagles lost to the Bucks, we watched the Josh Allen and Mahomes game that year and said, man, how are the Eagles ever going to get to this level? And they were at that level next year. So I do think yesterday was a reminder that like things can change very quickly in the NFL, and it's never as bad as it seems. But my other main takeaway, just to be honest, is I feel like I've watched every single game in the playoffs and walked away thinking, man, that quarterback was playing better than Jalen was. And, you know, Jalen can improve and he can get back to what he was, but there was almost not a game this, this postseason where I've left it and said, yeah, Jalen's a better quarterback than that guy. So I think that my main it, my main concern. I agree. Is I agree too. Yeah. Yeah. But they have better coaches. Like I I, I, I agree I with that. Feel also. Like you could true. help I solve feel. this if you just hired like Brady. Like I, I think I, I don't think that is true. Jalen Jalen bails from clean pockets. Jalen didn't mm. look like he trusted the protection this year. I don't think Jalen made good decisions with the ball. I don't think Jalen's arm is as strong as like a J- Jalen. You don't think can he can be guy. taught differently? Like I, I am positive he can be taught to play football differently. But this was we've seen I, him play football much absolutely. better than that. But we also saw Carson play well. I mean, John, this is Carson similar. Carson had a serious knee injury and a back broken. Like it's I, a very different thing. But, but, like but, the right but, coach, this guy. But Carson did throw the ball to the right guy at the right time in the right spot, and Jalen seems to have a lot of that. And that has nothing to do with a back or a knee or an ankle or anything. I would say to that coaching question, I know they lost James Dykin, and maybe that is a bigger loss than, than I think it is. 
But what do you just think is more likely? The staff that coached him to what he was in 2022 completely forgot how to coach Jalen in 2023, or he regressed. Like, it's just Jalen's job is harder. The staff That's that coached him in 2022 running. is gone. Well, you mean Sirianni. No, one, one guy yeah. is gone. Yeah. One guy is gone. I mean, Sirianni and Brian Johnson were still here. And his head-picked, his hand-picked offensive coordinator was still there. Now, again, so it doesn't mean Jalen can't get back to what he was, but when you watch these playoff games, like, I see wide receiver screens. I see teams having trouble with the blitz. Like, I, I see all types of things. I mm-hmm. see substitution problems. What I don't see is a quarterback that played as poorly as Jalen. And there's a reason those teams are still playing and the Eagles are not. All right, final thing, Elliot. Tell me how much, if they're going to fire Sirianni, and I tend to think at this point they probably won't, but who knows. How much do you buy into the theory? I'm just bringing it back to where we started this interview. That Saturday and Sunday are punt days for NFL teams to fire head coaches because the league doesn't want you to fire when NFL playoff games are going on. And if he's going to get canned today or tomorrow or like, the sweet spots after he met with Lori on Friday. Yeah, I think that's probably a good read on it. I don't think the NFL wants big news coming out during these games. Um, that's why I think today is the day. Like if Sirianni is still the head coach at the end of today, then I do think he'll be the head coach for, for next season. Elliot, great report, pal. We'll talk to you a lot this week, I'm sure. Thanks, man. Yep, talk to you guys. All right, Thanks, Elliot Sure Parks. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the, the right read. Today's probably the day. Because, look, if you're Lori and you meet with him on Friday, and let's be real, that's not a <laughs> – a 30-minute meeting. I mean, that should be a six- to eight-hour meeting. That should be, hey, good good first quarter, let's go get lunch. And then double it because good they're second the quarter, two longest talkers of all time, two most verbose people <laughs> yes, ever lived. That's right. God. They are verbose. Whew. So, you know, I, I can totally see Lurie not making that decision Friday night. And if you're not going to fire him basically by league, I don't want to call it edict, right. but by league – Norm, Saturday or Sunday, that means today would be the day that Lurie has had the chance to reflect and wow, you make your determination. Because I don't think it's an I don't think it's as easy a decision as the Eagles fell apart. You definitely got to fire him because again, as I've said many times, there are other factors, including Howie's lousy defense. I mean, it was a garbage defense at the end of the year. It was garbage. Yes. I mean, it was garbage. And yes, it was. You know, Sirianni, if he's really I mean, one thing, one thing I think we know about Nick Sirianni, and, and boy, this is going to get complicated because on one hand, publicly, he kind of plays the part of the guy that falls on the sword, whether it's for the quarterback or the head coach or for the owner or the general manager. I mean, he, he, he said a lot of the right things to cover for people this year. But I do think in his nature, John, he's a, like, you're coming at me, guy? You're coming at me? Like, he got offended that the Indianapolis Colts fired Frank Reich. Like, he was like, you fired my friend. You fired my friend. So I'm coming at you. Like, so I don't see Sirianni in that private meeting with Lurie on Friday totally rolling over. I don't. It doesn't mean he wouldn't acquiesce on some some coaching um, offensive coordinator suggestions and or edicts. I'm not pushing that aside. I could see that. But I'm saying, like, if he's going down on Friday, knowing his personality or if he thinks he might go down, Knowing his personality, I think he goes down and says, hold on a second here. You gave me Manny, Mo, and some guy named Jack in my defensive backfield this year. And by the way, you gave me uh, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and uh, Clown Mouse as my linebackers. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't be wrong I mean, to say and that. He wouldn't and be you wrong. tore the, the, the rug out from under me with the, the DC switch right. and, the, and the players lost respect for me. And that's on you guys. Yeah, I, I agree. He can say all that stuff. He did a terrible job teaching Jalen Hurts how to better play football, though. Well, I agree he with that. He did a terrible job yeah. of constructing and detailing plays that would give our uh, skilled guys the best chance to win. And they can recognize that. They can feel that. They can watch the, the playoffs and see that other offenses are doing a heck of a lot more yeah. than we are. But you agree with Elliot's point that quarterbacks played better than yeah. Jalen? Oh, no question about it. I agree, too. I mean, even guys like Goff and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And this was not oh, it wasn't even supposed to be in a focus. With Baker Mayfield yeah. or Jared Goff. Jared Goff is playing smart football. Now, the argument yeah, also there are can mistakes be here and there, but right. that's what happens. You, you try to make a decision, split-second decision, 40, 50 times in a game, you'll make a couple errors here and there, and sometimes they get picked off. Right. You got the next play to bounce back. That's what the good ones do. Right. That's what we saw now, over, over the to, weekend. To be fair to Jalen, the argument, though, can easily be said, 
Goff and Baker improved as their career went on give Jalen a chance to improve. And, and I think we all yeah, acknowledge they should. Yes. 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 But, but the counter needs to, the but, proper coaching, but the, the counter, proper I agree. tutelage, and the proper plays right. built in to take advantage of his skill set. I agree. I'll just say the counter to that, though, also is if such a big part of his excellence, not that it's the defining characteristic, but such a big part is when he can effectively run, how much of a worry is it? that injury or whatever could could sap that and then and then what do you have well how much of a worry yeah throwing is a major what's the biggest part quarterback being able to do his job too the passing game gets hurt and his arm gets hurt no i know i know i know but i'm just saying he did not turn the corner much at all in the second half of the year and it made him a less effective quarterback and i'm i we will find out a lot more about the injury in the very near future too i I anticipate we'll hear something like he's getting it cleaned out or you know he's he's had this since week two of the season i agree all right let's go to mike right now in horsham good morning michael good morning what's up mike how are you pal hello morning crew joey fuzz peach fuzz how'd you do this weekend you have a good weekend i did fine joey fuzz is that what you said joey peach fuzz and what's, I think it's as silly as you can get. Okay, I, I don't, I don't get it. What am I missing here? You can't grow a beard. Oh, well, Mike, it was only about five <laughs> days, man, and then they lost in the playoffs. That's a lot. Five, five days. days is a lot. Oh man, five days. Mike, okay. I rocked a puzzle this weekend. <laughs> A lot of football and some shows on the History rocked. Channel. I rocked a puzzle. I rocked you a puzzle. cannot okay. rock I a puzzle. On that note, on that note, <laughs> you know my enthusiasm for Beat the Hammer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm listening to Sonny Hill on Sunday. I admire and respect the man. So he's 87 years old. So I'm picturing wow. you 40 years from now. Happy Sunday, Philadelphia. You got Joe and we're talking in the tub. I'm going for win 10,000 today. <laughs> I, mean, I like really it. what you want, let's have, let's have a tournament within the building, barren of the building. If you talk on WIP or work there, you have the choice of volunteering for this tournament. It'll get us through until spring training. That's an interesting thought. A, a WIP so, so, host tournament. Now, Joe, yes, this sir. will appeal to you. Can, it, can I just, say, can I just ask Mike, 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 just one question before you – yep. can this be like the Little League World Series, though, where an American team is automatically in the finals? Like, I want to be automatically in the finals. Oh, you are a number one seed. Well, I know that, but I want to be automatically in the finals. Why do you have well, to be I automatically? I don't know. Because I don't, I don't want the you know, shame and humiliation to lose somewhere. Or, you know, I, I have nothing to do with WIP. Doesn't yeah. that sound like but you're cutting corners? You, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm a cut the corners kind of guy. I'm a, I'm a cut the corners kind of guy. I mean, you yeah. guys know that about me. All right, Mike, go ahead. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you work for WIP, you have a chance to volunteer for this tournament. Now, if you do not volunteer, in essence, they are bending the knee. Yeah, they're afraid of cat. Yeah. Right, so you eliminate all of those people immediately. All right, all right. But I, I, like, I talk on yeah. Monday, yep. and then Friday you annihilate a schmo from Philly. Well, that's what I do. And by the it's way, how about, how about how about how about Sel- stop, man? Hey, 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 Mike, 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 Mike. How about Seltzer trying to act like Reggie White didn't have a rookie year in the NFL? That was outrageous. Hey, talk to the Eagles media <laughs> no, guy, pal. Talk, I showed it you to you. Talk to the Eagles media you guy. You do. It's the Eagles media so you guy. Think the Eagles, the Eagles media said they wait, did. So I wait, think wait, U.S. Wait, players, it didn't count as a rookie year. It is what it is, Even man. though, as Rhea pointed out, he was the defensive rookie There's of the There's no of the citation month. for that. She was wrong. They, they, oh. It says citation. Oh. It's on Wikipedia. It says citation needed. It, I'm not kidding. There's yeah. no citation for it. So check your facts and come back and see me. (laughs) All right, Mike, give me an answer. Get some facts and come back and see me. Can I ask John a question? Yes, but I want to tell James. Oh, no, I want to tell James. You can't handle the truth. We could have dueling (laughs) dueling drops here. I'm going to tell James. Don't go there with me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I am like a child, right? I mean, come on. How can you be so obtuse? Hey, John, last week I I was uh, talking about my disappointment uh, between the offensive line and Jeff Stalin. My son Kyle informs me later that Statlin has additional duties in the run game. Are, uh, can you validate that? Yeah, Is he's he the run, run game coordinator. Or something? Yeah, the run game coordinator. So don't you think that that instantly takes a lot of his energy away from the offensive line and we've slipped in the last two years? No. I don't think so. No, he's he's served in that capacity for a while. Yeah, he's he's been in that role for a while. Mike, yeah. give me an answer. Best performance this century in a, in a movie. Daniel Day Lewis. There will be blood. Already said. Give me a different one. 
Uh, it's been said. How about uh, Margot Robbie in uh, Harley Quinn? Oh, I thought you were going to go with a different Margot Robbie. Yeah, fair enough. Thought that was going to be a, just a nudity sort of thing. All right. Why goes, would you think that? She's a great actress, Jeff. No, I understand that. But when really you is, when, yeah. but when you think of Margot Robbie, I'm I, I'm I'm being honest yeah, here. Wolf of Wall Street. Do you it? think great actress? Like, pr- what's the first thing you think of? Is it great actress or nudity? Not nudity. Babylon. She doesn't really get naked that much. Well, but she got like... naked thirty-seven thousand times in the Wolf of Wall Street. That's not that many times. Well, I will agree it was less than thirty-seven thousand, but it was north of one. <laughs> it's not that. Not. I don't think she's naked at all. I don't know if it was north of one. Like she's she's dressed scantily, but I don't think yeah. she's naked at all. Okay. All right. So Harley Quinn. All right. Harley Quinn. I'll write it down. Wolf of Wall Street probably would have been a better guess, but yeah, fair enough. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.